Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Razzle freaking dazzle. This is Lost Season 3, Episode 18. Doc! Uh, date of the OC. Date of conception. There you, you go. You may notice that me and Mr. Sal don't sound the happiest, and that is because we have just finished recording the podcast. Seemingly thought we finished recording the podcast and realized the record button was never hit. So now, now we um we don't really know what to do. We've chatted about oh, what, what do we do if this ever happens? Just kind of hoped it would never happen. It's <laughs> happened now in terms of just. Recorded an episode, but we don't have a recording to show for it. So, um, <laughs> to not just have a gap in episodes, we are probably going to summarize a bit what we talked about, hit on the like highlight points that we that we did uh, right afterward. Sadly, so sorry that you didn't get to get the typical podcast for it, but I don't think we could reproduce it even if we tried because it would just be no. us <laughs> talking about asking questions to what we know the answers to, and then <laughs> that just you know wouldn't really work so yeah apologies for this is probably way shorter because we're also just kind of jaded now to the fact that it's very it's really depressing <laughs> having, <laughs> having done it it was very so to, just just for background news i i ended the podcast you know thanks for listening ciao whatever bye went to end the recording and then came to the realization that it was never recording and it was very sad so <laughs> very 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 sad time now um now I want to point out, we could have tried to pull the wool over your eyes and say, you know, <laughs> one of us was on vacation or whatever. Uh, and so we, we're skipping this week and we'll, we'll combine them next week or something. But we're not going to do that. It's not that's not how we roll here. at we're, Show honest here. we're honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We're, we're cut. We're clean. And we're honest. I don't know. What yeah. Kind of clean so, I mean, do listen, yeah, we're honest. We screwed up. We both screwed up. This is not on one of us. This is on both of us. And uh yeah, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can from here. Uh, you you won't get the recap so much as just you can get a analysis. recap. You can get a recap of what the podcast was. Yep, <laughs> so it's a recap a verbal, of a recap. Yeah, basically <laughs> the recap of our podcast that you yeah. can never listen to because it's it's just gone in the ether. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. So a bit meta now. Now we're doing podcast over podcast, but there you go. That, that's that's what that's what it's come to now. Um, <laughs> That being said, so, I guess so. Yeah, let's talk about what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, which was yep. the ratings. Well, well yes. first of all, first of all, I asked you, was this the episode I quit on, and you said no. So we, I that, said no. I'll just get there. So there we yep. got that. Now the yes. ratings, Mr. Sal. I'm gonna try to guess your rating now. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I bet. I bet you started off with a nine, because okay. of the ending made you fearful. But very quickly, you were easily talked up to giving it a ten, and then you <laughs> felt yes, it is definitely a strong ten, sixth of the season. That's my wow, that is that is eerily specifically correct. Eerily spot on. I also gave it a ten. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Giselle. Um, so the worry that you were worried about the ending. What, what were some of your worries to do with the? Um, so uh, just the the idea at the end that they're all dead. I I just said I, I'm not all that interested in watching three more seasons of a show where everybody's already dead. So and and we know it. So but. I quickly turned around, turned around uh, on that because, well, Kurt, you you really convinced me. And yeah. let's, let's right. well, your argument being what? Trust me, it's okay. Ah, <laughs> well, very it, good. It's all it all works itself out. <laughs> iron, <laughs> trust me. Ironclad argument. You can trust oh. me in the same way 
you trust me. I don't think I've ever lied to you regarding laws. Hey, I can't think of a single instance. So anyway, let's, there we go. There we go. So that's that's that. Um, flashback wise, you know, let yeah, uh, let's do it that let's do it this way, Kurt. Let's just talk about our reactions to the flashbacks. Talk about our reactions to Sun and Juliet. Talk about our reactions to the camping quartet. quartet. Yeah, plus some now other people. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so that's fine. So yeah, start off with flashbacks. So Mr. Yep. Sal, how did you feel with the flashbacks at first before before our podcast <laughs> and then after <laughs> our podcast? Yeah, I, I I was pretty lukewarm on the flashbacks uh, before we kind of discussed them a bit. But you know, upon further reflection and, and lots of discussion that nobody will ever hear again, uh, I, I think that uh, I, I really like these flashbacks a lot more than I thought I did for for a few reasons. First of all. Uh, I like seeing what Sun is capable of, you know, seemingly very innocent Sun, but we've known that she's deceived uh, people. She's uh, planned to leave Jin. She learned English behind his back. She lies frequently. She, she had an affair. Uh, she lied about breaking the glass ballerina. <laughs> she, and she here uh, is willing to blackmail her father in order to pay off a blackmailer, which is, and then threaten the life of the blackmailer upon uh, subsequent uh, reflection. So uh, we learn a lot about Sun in the flashbacks, which is great, but a lot of it also props up the previous Sun episodes, I think. I, I think that I appreciate uh, the Glass Ballerina specifically and other episodes more because of this episode, not just because of the flashbacks, but because of what we see with Son and Juliet later on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, something else I just want to note as well, uh, interesting thing uh, that takes place in it is obviously meeting Jin's father is uh, nice and whatnot. Um, but, is, we're not meeting him. We've seen him before. Yeah, I'm meeting, sorry, but sorry, but, son meeting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an interesting part of it is this whole debt thing of it. And we, we did talk about the um, the culture that's here and mm-hmm. this whole shame that's I think you pointed out was like a big theme. Yeah. In this storyline over and over. And this debt that uh spoke on, right, Mr. Pike, because of what Sun has done, uh, will rest this debt onto Jin and he'll now have to work for him. And mm-hmm. Jin even kind of requests when he learns of this money, uh, though he thinks it's just for furniture and uh their honeymoon, that I don't want to be in any more debt to Mr. Pike, so please, you know, return the money. Granted. We talked about, you know, he thinks this is for a much more innocent cause. It's just something for, like, Juliet has cancer and needs treatment. He'd probably accept the money and be okay with going into Mr. Pike's debt mm-hmm. further. But anyway, so it, seemingly, surface-wise, against what Jin would have wanted, but kind of hard to tell because you can't really tell him because that defeats the whole purpose of, you know, the, this, you know, of this whole shame thing. So there you go. So uh, we both agree the flashbacks, though, are the weakest part of the episode. But still, they, they are. Bad. You know, I do have two other things I wanted to mention about the flashbacks. First of all, uh, this you mentioned already this concept of shame being pervasive throughout the flat, the Sun and Jin flashbacks, uh, and it, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit shocking to me uh, because uh, somebody's uh, parent parental um, how do I want to say this lineage? I guess uh-huh. who who so who someone's parents are is not something I can ever imagine anybody I know paying a hundred thousand dollars to keep secret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
so like this this is a this is a big payoff for something that i don't think should be that big a deal but i also you know i'm not sun and jin i don't know you also don't of, have that much money that you could probably give away i, I, I certainly don't get yeah. access to i certainly but. don't uh you know i i don't I don't live in Korea. I don't have uh, a, a father who owns an empire of a business that also is a crime syndicate. So like, there, there's a lot of things, a lot of perspective that I don't have that Sun and Jin do have, but it, it is really shocking to me to see the way that they react to the threat of shame. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, and the uh, other thing I wanted to mention was just on a very surface plot level, you know, this is, this is Jin's mother. Uh, she was a prostitute, uh, presumably a prostitute. I guess his father doesn't really confirm that she was a prostitute, just that she had been with many men. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the Jin's father doesn't actually even know if Jin is his child. Yeah. Making so. him one of the best characters in the in terms of like no. the nicest he is. I, I mean, very kind soul. Even when Jin comes to see him and everything, he just seems to be the kindest soul. So. The only the only words I can think of to describe Jin's father are delightful and pleasant, which which seem to be a far cry from the successful Mister Pike, who seems to be cold mm-hmm. and and yes. harsh. I don't know. Yes, so. unpleasant and not delightful at all. There so, you go. So yeah, a bit of a yeah juxtaposition or whatever you want to call it. So there's the what else do we need to say about the flashbacks i think that's probably enough i think that's right? good enough yeah i think yeah. i think uh that's a fair enough recap of what we went over yep. uh let's let's now yeah. recap the um let's let's know. stick with sun as long as yes, we're okay. talk, we've, we've been talking about sun we'll stick with sun and juliet so um obviously sun is suspicious of all these questions jack is asking her uh i pose pose the question to you did they get to jack and you don't think so yeah, so I don't think so, uh, but I I love the idea that everybody's thinking it because yes. it's just it's, it shows how scarred they are by Michael's betrayal that now they're they're kind of grafting that onto Jack as well. So it is it is I love that concept and I think it adds a layer of interest to the story that that wasn't really there before. So it's it's really cool. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Fast forwarding a bit through the episode yep. a bit um, to where she confronts Juliet about like, oh what happens to pregnant women on this island what's going what's going on here right mm-hmm. that, that that ensues for juliet to use her other ability of being able to stealthily and uh get to uh son talks with her they get up uh it kind of convinces her like let's let's get going to the staff which is to hatch some can't remember already claire, claire. and kate went to and also russo but those two went uh because it turns out it's not actually it's abandoned but there, if you know where to look there'll be stuff there and as we're going to tell the episode doc date of conception doc as mr set likes to call it yes, do. um but it's all capital letters doc uh so you have to say it like that um <laughs> so well, by figure of the date of conception we can find out if the baby was conceived on the island it's a big part of it and throughout uh as they're going here and getting this ultrasound ready sun opens up more and more uh to julia yeah. from not trusting her at all to you know not even divulging anything about her uh, sexual uh relationship with Jin at all to revealing that she had an affair with Jin before coming on the island um Jin's infertile right and then uh, yeah. julia kind of 
reveals that, you know, here on the island, sperm counts five times more. We call those good odds. So Jin, despite being infertile, uh, off the island, eh, could very well be fertile on the island. So that's not quite um, enough of a tell. So You know, I, I do like how they have played with our uh, leanings as to who the father is throughout this episode or not this episode, actually the whole series they played yeah. with that uh, because well, you know, they, they tell us that they show us uh, son having the affair. Mm-hmm. They show us. So, so we, we start to assume that it's Jay's baby. They show us that Jin is infertile, at least off the Island. So we are again leaning in the favor of this being Jay's baby, but then they also like put right in our face in episodes like SOS the healing powers of the island, right? Yeah. And and so that that starts to get us thinking, oh maybe this is Jen's baby. And then in this episode, they, they play with it like multiple times. <laughs> you know, we we know that Jen's infertile, so we assume that this is it just like son, that this is Jay's baby. But then she tells us about the sperm count, and we assume that oh, you know, maybe this is Jen's baby. And and to hear son talk about it as a lose-lose situation is really heartbreaking. Uh, and and really th- that's the emotional strength of this episode, this idea that. If Sun's baby is Jay's baby, then she is safe. The baby is safe, but she has to live her life knowing that this is not her husband's baby. Uh, so he, she either has to live with the guilt of that or she has to tell Jin and risk losing him. Yeah. Uh, and, and then simultaneously, if this is not Jay's baby, but rather Jin's baby, then she has to uh she has uh, an expiration date as we would say yes and as we so. find out baby it's got a heartbeat and it was conceived roughly eight weeks ago uh which we talked about putting the timeline actually of right before uh Jin and son stopped talking to each other in season one because Jin learned she could speak english so mm-hmm. that's around the conception time of the baby uh is that bad Therefore, news good news uh, yes. no, it's kind of Seemingly yeah. bad news, but yeah. So expiration date also set now for Sun. Charlie's mm-hmm. got the when well, we had analogies from grenade in the hand or a <laughs> right, moving yeah, expiration so, date, right? Piece of so, bread. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Sun has an expiration date. It seems two of two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Juliet says she's going to do everything she can to help her, uh, and Charlie is like a grenade that's had the pin pulled, and you're See, just you just waiting for it to explode. I, I'll I'll say my analogy. I like more. Oh, okay. So All right. Son, piece of she's she's a loaf of bread. Two month expiration no. date. Okay. Right? Yeah. Ch- or Charlie, on the other hand, he's a piece of bread. He expires in a week. But if the day before he expires, you put another week label on him, he's good to go for the other week. So as long as you can keep ahead of it, he won't mold. But the second you forget, all the mold will just pop right on. So <laughs> it'll just be like a grenade of mold, similar to your grenade. So that's there you that's go. um. That's yeah. that, that's an analogy that anyone that buys bread can hope maybe relate to in some capacity. Yeah. So you know, the other the other thing I would I want to make sure we don't forget is that this idea of a sperm count that's five times higher than normal really makes me wonder if they if the others didn't or did if the others did set up Sawyer and Kate to get get Kate pregnant. Yes, and we'll get more so, on that very quickly yeah. with Julia because yeah. um. They finish up the staff, uh, figure out her possible expiration date, right? And despite 
the seemingly bad news son thinks uh juliet for this good news juliet seemingly did this all why did she do this all miss yourself because she just wanted some good news for once after having all yeah. this bad news for all these patients that have died uh but as they go to leave the staff just to go back in to make sure she covers their tracks and some things are revealed here right some important things um one of which you know she she records a message for ben locks son's results she'll get more women's samples should have Austin's, aka Kate Austin's, soon, which yeah. kind of gives credence to your idea of, you know, oh yeah, what yeah. if uh, Kate is now pregnant? Um, and uh, I hate you. Getting something. Oh yes, oh yes, yes, that yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, not to me, Mr. Sal means, but uh, Julia says that about Ben after recording her message. So perhaps her See, Julia, for Julia were not all gold-hearted in a way she also has a bit of a quest so maybe so this seems to be what her quest is is to what Matt, i think mr sal had said that he thinks Juliet's quest here is to get the information on the pregnant women yes Juliet has seemingly mastered the art of starting and stopping recording which we we have yet to master apparently yeah i thought we had it so but very important uh, part is stop starting the recording yes exactly but in in this episode it is important to know that she starts recording she records the whole message to ben she stops recording and then says i hate you so there must be some level of sincerity to that statement because nobody else hears it only her so so she is saying i hate you to ben so that only she can hear it uh so we can be reasonably certain that that is i I would say we can be very certain that that is a true sentiment so i am having a lot of trouble getting off the juliet bandwagon here i i just think that she is the most interesting character that lost has created yet and i'm thrilled to be watching her here in season three uh the to the point yeah d- dethroning out of yeah, I, I to the point where i they have literally shown me several times that i cannot trust julia and yet i still keep trusting her <laughs> so keep pulling you back in mr style yeah yeah but i guess yeah. uh, anything else on that storyline before we get to here uh, probably <laughs> but i'm forgetting i mean yeah i i i, I feel like we're we're underselling it uh, this story this story is so good uh, and the best part of this episode yeah is the story the, it, and this is this is what props up every other sun and Jin episode is is this this story here you know this idea of is it, and it's so funny because it almost seems like a, a plot line that you'd get from maury povich that you are not the father which i by the way i did that when we recorded this first but anyway so so, but uh it it seems like such a such an obvious plot line and such a uh tropey plot line that would not interest me at all but they've done such a great job with that i mean they've really made the crux of of juliet's character at least and and really by extension most of the season and by extension most of lost about pregnancy <laughs> about you know, this idea of pa- parentage uh pregnancy fertility uh survival on the island survival of, of uh, the group uh procreation of the group uh and i also did bring up and i want to mention it again here that it is interesting that ben talks about himself as being having been born on the island 
So we, we kind of laid out three options for Ben. He's either he's lying and he was not born on the island because people aren't born on the island unless they're conceived off the island like Aaron and like Alex. So that's two options. And then the third option was... Uh, either well, like something has changed since he was born. Yeah, right, so something on the to, island has changed. Yep. So some sort of right. condition has changed. What we don't know. Right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Things change. So uh, I think that's everything. I think that's 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 the broad strokes of it, man. I mean, we're butchering the nuance of what of what we of <laughs> what what the writers have put into this episode, which is pretty brilliant. I love it. But these are the broad strokes of of you know what we're picking up out of it. I, I think this is a really emotional story. I think it's it's really beautiful at the end of the story when Sun says to Juliet, you know, you've given me good news. Uh, yet she knows that she has an expiration date, and and that's that's a beautiful thing. So uh, it, it it's a great story. I, I love it. I love it to the point where I it makes me appreciate every other Sun and Jin episode, and to the point where I've actually moved this from. Uh, a, a nine to a ten and number six of the season so it's it's good stuff yeah um i guess that means moving on to the camping quartet so the camping quartet yes. desmond hurley charlie Jin. uh but uh the last episode they found the parachuter um she says in spanish that she's dying right and she's been pierced mm-hmm. by a branch so they kind of struggle with what to do we can't move her we can't take the branch out really and desmond kind of offers to run eight hours it was eight hours one way or it's an eight mm-hmm. hour walk one way she's, he offers to run get check and come back right you know train that soon it could be our only possibility uh and thankfully mm-hmm. no one knows we're here oh there goes her like shooting the flare so yeah um we cut to desmond's willing to go for the run and as he goes to do that, we hear some footsteps. And as you said earlier, Mr. Sal, and the mm. now lost footage, oh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> would be a good gif of Mikhail popping out, seeing them, <laughs> making a face like, huh, I wasn't expecting this, and then runs off. <laughs> and yeah. So he runs off. And also, Mikhail's alive. Would you believe it? I'll, yes. I'll say this for the listeners, since I said this to you, Mr. Sal. Um, it was thought to be an error, like like a blooper or like system. I don't. What, what do you call it? Like there's like a continuity, uh, error, or a continuity error. Yeah, yeah. I mean continuity error. But basically, if you go back to the footage, and maybe you want to do this too, Mr. Sachs. It is you. You can tell if you go back to the footage of when he goes to the sound pylons and like you know falls over, presumably dead. You can actually see when they like show back his body, he's breathing. Right, he's definitely it's, it's subtle but you could i don't know if it's just like the mind but it looks like he's breathing people reported they thought he was breathing thought it was an error well he's alive so it looks like he survived um what's he doing more importantly mm-hmm. i was right we're bearing yes, you the were lead right. this is the most important <laughs> thing i was i was so right i think that's wonderful <laughs> so, you were right. so you were you were correct so okay congratulations uh yeah mikhail's life definitely thank you thank you character so good for mikhail yeah. Um, and so we talked about. Well, actually, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that later. About that. So anyway, uh, let me go through some broad structure. So Gabby Cortez, Mikel, they see him. Ch- chases him down. They get in a little scuffle, and they manage to subdue Mikel and they capture him. Right? They kind of tried talking to him, figuring out what's up. And uh, while they're kind of, they kind of, uh, well, none of these people have ever seen Mikel before. They recognize him from Kate's description, 
and uh, while they're kind of trying to get him to talk, the woman repeats in Italian that she's dying, and Mikhail's able to understand this and offers his Soviet field medical services to her. You know, her lungs been punctured. I can save her. Just you have to let me go, right? Just let me walk free as if he had never seen me. And mm-hmm. Desmond bends the knee, right? And so we talked about, do you think Desmond will keep his word or not? And Mr. Sal, you felt as though Desmond would right. keep his word, but you were yep. questioning whether the other three would be as keen to do so. Yeah, I thought that Mikhail would be happy to fix this person in exchange for freedom. And I thought that Desmond would be happy to grant the freedom in exchange for fixing this person. In fact, I think that Desmond would give a lot more yes. than Mikhail's freedom. Yeah, talked about this. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, oh, you, I'm sorry, you want to take Charlie? Go for it. Take Charlie. Yeah. Get him off my ass. <laughs> so, but, yeah. We yeah. just need this person fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is the important one. Uh, so uh, I, I think we... Uh, we skipped over the satellite phone, though, right? They, he knows about it at this point, right? No, he knows Mikhail. about it. Well, no, well, he's operating on the person is when he oh, okay. talks about gotcha. it. So not yeah, but yeah, basically. So anyway, um, right, go yeah, go, right. So yeah, so it. they agree. But I did say I, I I don't think that Charlie Hurley and Jen are going to like letting this guy go. Yes, yes, that's so. what you said. And really, it does only turn out to be Charlie for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, who's the most anti other person? I think that they have. So I mean, and rightfully so. He was the one yes, on the news. He was the one so, on the news. So, so nightfall hits. Uh Mikhail um, you know, is working on her, asks what she had, and her like kind of spits out, Oh yeah, we have a satellite satellite phone. Oh, but I won't tell if it's working or not. Ha ha. Won't get everything from mm-hmm. me. And Mikhail, we compare to a combination of both Jack and Said. And since he worked in the flame. <laughs> communications with the outside world probably knows a lot about communication devices so maybe yeah. this definitely you know tickles his fancy or whatever say you so uh operates on um the parachuter does whatever he's got to do and kind of gets her stabilized and after he finishes doing so the woman says something in portuguese says something it he waits goes oh she said thank you pauses and goes oh thank you for helping me is what she said now i told mr sal do you think what he's saying is truthful? Um, I forgot what you said. No, I have no reason yeah. to trust me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I pointed out to you, you go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I I, don't think he did translate that properly, and he did not. And I'll tell the listeners. So everything else has been translated correctly. The one thing that is not is this statement, and she says, I'm not alone. So Mikkel knows that uh, the parachuter said, I'm not alone. Now, Mr. Shell has taken yeah. this to... What has I, occurred here? Actually, you, yeah. yeah, you say you say your own idea. Yeah, so uh, this this changes a lot for me. And actually, even if I didn't know the translation, I, I just didn't think about it enough when I watched the episode. Uh, but even in not knowing the translation, this changes a lot for me because we know that this parachuter speaks English. So she's either completely delirious here, which is possible. Uh, or she's intentionally not speaking English. She knows everybody around her is speaking English. So my theory, my working theory here is that this is an, a private message intended only for Mikhail and that they are working together. So it also would explain Mikhail's reaction when he runs in and sees them all, because he would have seen the red light of the parachute falling. He, uh, he would have seen the flare and he would have come expecting to find this parachuter and when he sees the survivors there, turns tail and tries to run away. So uh, my working theory here is this is this is an other who's working with Mikhail. Okay. And so 
what of it we didn't really talk about at all like the purpose behind why it's one of the others and i don't think we really should get into that because we'll get like you know first of all is she one of the others and if so you know mm-hmm. so anyway but yeah so sal pegs that uh this parachuter so do you think uh more than 50 50 chance other or not like you had to go down one way or the other uh i'd say more than 50 i'd say that there's you know a better chance that she is an other than that she is not. I should also say you you pegged it at ninety percent that uh, Kate Austin is pregnant. You're very confident. Uh, yeah, I'm. I may backtrack that here though. I, I think oh, okay. maybe too no, too I... many pregnancies. So. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did keep talking about this <laughs> yeah. become a series of possibly many pregnant women. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that, that aside, so um, we get that mistranslation. Mikael says, you know, she'll be fine in a day or so. Uh, the rules on this island are different, as you may have noticed. And Charlie's, of course, questioning letting him go, but Desmond lets him free. And as he does, Jin realizes the satellite phone is missing. So he chases down Mikael once again, grabs it from him, and come on, Mr. Sal, right? I'll also say the line again, but <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have respected him if he hadn't at least tried to take it. And I do love that, because what a, what a great way of putting it. So yeah, yeah you had to give good. it a shot. I had to give it a shot. So yeah. that's how, you know, we all love Mikel, and that's why. And Desmond stops Charlie from retaliating. We have to let him go. We gave him our word, and off he goes. So mm-hmm. Mikel, he's out of there. Um, and we only get one more scene with the camping quartet. Uh, it's the daytime now. They're making a stretcher. Uh, Charlie talks critical of Desmond for letting uh, Mikel go. You know, he's just going to come back with more of the others and do more damage. But Desmond points out that the survivors have killed more of the others than they have of them. So really, you know. Point. It's a good point. Who's uh who's really at fault? Uh here, you know, and it Mr. Sal spoke on the, you know, we, we, there's been a theme and a wonderance of will the others turn out to be the good guys, or at least not as bad as we thought they were. And certainly, right. certainly they do not appear to be as bad as they once did to us, right? Because for example, the kidnapping uh, yep. Not as bad as it looked out to be for like the yeah. people they kidnapped. They seem to be, we've seen Cindy and some of the kids, and they seem to be doing well in their society. Yeah. As you pointed out, a bit cultish, but you know, yeah. cult never heard anyone. Done. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> 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 Maybe stop. You just say it quickly and move on. People just, like, keep it as a... Yeah, I I know that's a curt thing, <laughs> but, but no, it's that's the, the, it is a bit cultish. Uh, but we also have to remember that most of the perspective we're getting of the others in the season is Juliet's perspective, and she is clearly, at least to me, the most sympathetic of the others. So, and and primarily because she doesn't want to be one of them so uh, maybe that maybe i'm a little uh it's a little uh preemptive to say that they're the good guys but uh, i think that there is we do need to kind of look at this from multiple perspectives and say this is they're maybe not as bad as we thought they were yeah it's definitely more of a gray area it's not good guy versus bad guy like uh it looked out to be uh, like season one and but season two and stuff so Mm -hmm. definitely definitely more it's also because we probably humanized them more now that we've gotten to know them a bit better so um there's that so you know but the big bomb gets dropped at the end here yeah don't trust those others not even julia but anyway but meanwhile hurley he's playing with the satellite phone by the passed out parachuter she awakes asks where she is Hurley lets her know you're on an island i'm a survivor of flight 815 sorry did you say flight 815 the one from sydney impossible 
They found the plane. There were no survivors. They were all dead. Hmm. Yeah. And Sal, this worried him. He knocked him down to a nine. <laughs> rest assured, rest assured, it's fine. Okay, just take my word for it. Don't don't just negatively impact your viewing experience. Well, It'll now I, I now that I think that this parachuter is working with Mikhail, I think she's just messing with them. Not, I mean, not not for the sake of messing with them, but messing with them to some end that we don't know yet. So, yeah, okay. well, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, that's it in a nutshell. That's, uh, that, that's is, that is that is for the most part end in a nutshell. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. think, so I'm trying to think if I want to talk about them. Okay, we you want to do the time first? Yeah, we'll then... we'll check in on TV time first. So so TV time. Um, Kurt was two for three. <laughs> we'll say that. Three. Yeah, I got sixty six percent, Mr. Sal. Yeah, I, I was going to say I thought everyone after much debate in my mind, and I was actually really cool. like you. You let me see the recording, but I was basically trying to say. Mr. Sal voted Juliet, but he was telling me to say no, no, do Sun Kurt, and I did Sun, but then really he did vote Juliet. <laughs> it was really, it was honestly, honestly, not how I not the nicest it. thing. Too <laughs> 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 bad there's no recording for us to go back to. <laughs> so I said everyone Juliet, or not Juliet, sorry, I said everyone Sun. Uh, the people said Sun, I said Sun, and Mr. Sal said Juliet. So there's that. You, I guess I you, I, I did say Juliet. You yeah. guessed that I said son. And the people did say son, 74%. Jin and Juliet were tied for second with 8% apiece. And the two, or the, the other interesting person of note here is that Sawyer comes in fifth with 2% of the vote, having not appeared in this episode, uh, to our knowledge. So, loyal fan club, got to respect it. Yeah. We also should note that the the rating actually was, was interesting. The audience... Uh, was split on this 48% five stars and 48% four stars. Yeah, I and I chalked it up to people just forgetting like stop how to vote <laughs> accidentally to vote. pushing four. <laughs> They're just, just not realizing all the pregnancy nuances. I, was, yeah. I just think they just, I, just they do. I mean, they're really, I mean, if, if when you think about how much this episode props up the other Quan episodes, when you think about the fact that Mikhail returned from the seeming dead here when you think about the fact that there's a an implication that kate could also be pregnant when you think about the fact that sun has an expiration date on her now when the when you think about the fact that julia is seemingly doing the work that she's doing for ben under duress uh and we don't know if we can actually trust what she has told sun uh and when you think about uh this idea that this parachuter may be even working with with uh, Mikhail, I'm not sure how you don't vote five out of five for this episode. It is a perplexing situation that yeah. uh, does on to itself. But let us now discuss uh, the future in terms of the next episode. So the next episode, the brig, you already know. So Michelle already is aware it's a lost episode, or not lost. It is a lost episode. It's a lock episode. So we get back well, to lock. Well, yeah, but let's not let's not bury the lead again here, Kurt. Yes. Okay. So, I, I was I'll, I'll, okay. Fine. Okay. We'll, we'll, okay. Fine. We'll talk about this. Mr. Sal's predictions. Uh, he also had Locke on his list. He had for the next. He had. Well, I had. I had Sun on my list, so I was one. Sun, for you already one. knew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sun. Uh, I, Michael, Charlie, Jack, and Locke. Right, and I'm feeling pretty good about this because I. Here's why. Sun's already in the bank. That, that was great. Uh, Locke seems to be in the bank as well. If, if Kurt is confirming, but I had already suspected that the next episode is the Locke episode. So that, I'm two for two right there. My remaining three after that, Jack, 
uh, Michael and Charlie. I've already forgot. Charlie. Charlie, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Michael, and Charlie. I'm feeling really good about Jack and Charlie. Jack hasn't had an episode since episode was it eight, nine, or nine, yeah. nine, episode nine. I don't think Lost has ever gone this long without a Jack episode. So I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Charlie, it just seems like Charlie has been set front and center of everything at the beach this season. Because if, as, as important as a character as Desmond is, has become, it's because of Charlie that he's become important. So uh, I think we have to check in on Charlie. Uh, and Mike is my long shot here because I'm 100% convinced that we are going to see Mike and Walt before Mike and or Walt before the end of the season. And also a, a delimitator. You also set a side, like a side bet. Michael or Charlie will be the last episode. Yeah. Also, I'll slip that. So, um, those are Mr. Styles' predictions going into it. But yeah, next episode is the Brig Locks episode. The flashbacks are all island-based flashbacks. I love that. So they're and also we will still be seeing the survivors as we know them, like on the beach and whatnot. Not just um, not just Locke and the uh, others. So we'll see Locke. Um, should just see Locke at least, and we will see him. Um, flashbacks of him, and we will see our survivors. So. That's next episode. The Brig. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? <sighs> you know what's going to be really funny is cool. when we start getting emails about this episode that say this format was way better than what you usually yeah, do. No. You should well, always it, do this. It is, yeah, <laughs> it might be because that we've talked about it, and I know what you know, and you know what I know. The, the yeah. issue that arises though is that to achieve this, <laughs> to achieve this, we're going to spend an hour. In a half or so discussing the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. But, um, perhaps the condensed version is better, but uh, <laughs> um, is there anything else I'm forgetting? I don't think so. I, I think, think I think we've got it as covered as we're going to get it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So about 40 minutes. Uh, look at that. So we, we have, have we ever had like a lost episode? Not a recapping. We only like this if we end it with the next two minutes, it'll be shorter than an actual than the actual episode itself. That might be a first wow. time for us. So wow. actually, I got to make sure I end it quick. Then, so in that case, yep. Any other thing, Mr. Sal? Nope. Okay. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, uh what's the uh, reviews, sharing the podcast. Um, I've already forgotten. Oh, and subscribing, are <laughs> all appreciated. Uh, you know, contact us shopperspodcast at gmail We're also doing other series like Ozark. Uh, Russian doll. Um, am I forgetting leftovers? leftovers a little bit of black episodes. mirror. Uh, yep. I'm pretty upset because during the actual episode, I had somehow plugged them in a good way. I remember. Yes, like, you had. <laughs> it was a very good way I plugged them in. Uh, oh yeah, because you always use it. Anyway, I'm not gonna do it now. So anyway, uh, <laughs> well, what what a shame that that great plug. I might try to reuse that plug. Oh, we'll reuse it next episode, Mr. Sal. Okay, okay so you got it. You got it. With that, good morning. Hopefully, I remember. So hopefully, we can reuse the same plug. Um, but listeners. Thank you for listening. Apologies again for forgetting to hit the record button, right? It could be ever so hard to hit the record button. <laughs> and uh, see you next week for the Brig. Season Thank three, you for 19. your patience. Locks episode. Thank you.